Welcome back to The Foreign Object. I am your host, Anue Drudo, alongside my co-host, Walk With Jill. And today we have a special guest. It is Alvin Alpha back again. It's a really special guest when it's like his fourth time on, fourth or fifth. Is it really that special at that point? Yeah. He's, I mean, it's a little special. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's, I would have okay to, fine. I guess it's I'm rare. It's a rarity. Yeah, okay. It is a rarity. So... Welcome back to the podcast. I'm a, I'm a wild card. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we, due to the, the wild, wild card, card rule. Yeah, we were able to bring Alvin Alpha to the podcast. The wild card rule is in full effect here. Yes, exactly. This is happening due to the wild card rule. Yeah, it's happening all around the world right now. Just wild card rule is in effect. Right. Um. So yeah, it's um, extreme rules this weekend. Yeah, I mean, there's three big shows this weekend, I think. Um, oh, right. Extreme Rules on Sunday. And Saturday, we got uh, Fight Fighter for Fest. the Fallen. Oh, right, right. We Fighter just had Fest was last weekend, Oops. pal. All right. Uh, and then Evolve uh, 10th anniversary show. Yeah. Um, Alvin, which one are you most excited for? Um, I mean, I looked at the card for... What's it called? For Evolve. And I think I was only interested... Well, because we, we only know those NXT people and those 205 people. I know we have uh, Akira Zazawa facing off against Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. And I forgot what match that we had with Matt Riddle. He's facing somebody I forgot. I don't know if you guys know. But do you guys have the card for Evolve? No. I mean, no. we're not gonna we're not gonna get too into evolve. Yeah, I right, think for the same right. reason that you said, uh, we don't really know anyone other than the NXT and two hundred five guys. So, but I think right. I'm still gonna tune in to see what's what's going on with that. Right. Yeah. Right. I believe that uh, fight for the fallen is like at eight thirty Eastern time. So like we have thirty minutes to watch evolve so i might just do that <laughs> i might just do that and then switch over to fight for fallen or i might just watch uh evolve uh like later but for the live i'm probably gonna watch fight for the fallen so we we right. basically have uh competition here we yeah have, um yeah i guess so i i don't know i little. feel like i feel like it, because the, it's like the streaming wave like evolves having on the network and then fight for the fallen's gonna be like free or whatever i feel like it's not that much of competition because you could go back and stream either of them anyways yeah right um but yeah i probably won't watch fight for the fallen yeah i said i wasn't gonna watch any aew until they have right, a yeah. television right. uh, so, show. oh and you you even said you're not even gonna watch all out right yeah, probably not. Which, I mean, I think is probably the... I think it's bigger than Fight for the Fallen, if I'm being Well, yeah, honest. Fight yeah. for the Fallen is just a little charity-free show. Um, right. Not to, like, ding it or anything. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's obviously not up there with uh, All Out. And I think there's just so much other wrestling that it's... it's um, I don't know. It's tough for me to, like, jump around. Which brings me to my next topic... TNA just had their anniversary show this weekend. Um, the reason I know this is because 
it was all over my Twitter and uh, yeah and and um, Rhino was there. Uh, How I do you know like, it's Rhino though? Because well, only one man <laughs> don't like that. First yeah. of all, um, and it probably said it across his singlet. Right. I'm not sure. That's just uh, what the headline <laughs> said. Um, and yeah, I, I think it was definitely Rhino. And any thoughts on that that you guys have about that? Um, I mean, classic TNA impact, whatever you want to call it. Now, just taking washed guys and putting them on their roster you know uh it is what it is i don't watch impact so i don't really care well speaking of their <laughs> roster let me just run down the okay. roster because i all right so after this went um like viral or whatever you want to call it like made news it kind of like had me thinking like is impact also something like i should kind of keep my eye on because i've kind of seen like clips and stuff and i kind of seen who um who works for impact and among among the roster let okay. me throw out a few names all right brian cage yes um very talented um lax which is a name i hear thrown around a lot i don't know any of their work yeah uh rich swan right pr- pretty good wrestler i'd say um taya great woman's wrestler um who else why am i seeing repeats on here um yeah tessa someone that i'm really uh a fan of now i don't know why but ethan page (laughs) (laughs) i don't know any of his work but i i like the guy tell you why this is so funny you've never seen a match of ethan page Neither have no, I. No, I've I never even seen one. But, but I follow him on Instagram, now, and he seems a like a cool dude. Okay, so I'm he a big just fan. Seems like a cool dude. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ethan Page. Um, a big Johnny fan? Impact, which okay. is also um, Johnny Mundo. Right. Well, um, I heard that um, LAX and Johnny Mundo are right. Yeah. Oh, is that true? That. Yeah, I heard that oh. as well. Um. Conan is washed, but <laughs> but he's not wrestling. Credible so okay. name, um, yeah. Moose. All right. All right, here's the thing. So they've got some good names behind them, right? Yeah, now, yeah. They've got a lot of people that I like their work. I like Johnny Mundo. I like Taya. I like Tessa. I like Jordan. Jordan Grace. Grace yeah. I like um, Brian Cage. All those guys are really good. Guys and girls are really good. They're great wrestlers, and I have the same thought as you a couple times in the last couple years where it's like, Oh, they got some good names. Is this something I should focus on? And then I watch a show and I realize why I shouldn't focus on it. And there's something about impact that's their production is really bad. Their pacing and matches is really bad. Um, I think their writing's not that good. Uh, and I don't know. I, I they leave, they leave people on commercial break for the remainder of the show. I mean, come on. There's just something about impact that is unwatchable for me. Okay. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. It's kind of like beating a dead horse at this point. Right. Where they're just like, I, I feel like it's just like done. Like there's, there's nothing that they could do at this point at all. I mean, during WrestleMania weekend, I watched their show where one of the matches was Rich Swan versus uh, I don't even know who, and I like Rich Swan. That match was boring. Okay. Right. And then it goes into this some death match with Sammy Callahan, who I like, 
and then Jimmy Jacobs. That match was horrible. Um, that just horrible. could be because well, it's I don't a death like match. right. That could be just because I don't like hardcore matches, but I didn't like the match. The real reason I was watching it was because the Lucha Bros were gonna face RVD and Sabu, and me liking the Lucha Bros overpowered my realization that RVD and Sabu are both washed. And when that match happened, I was like, I can't believe I wasted my time watching this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and they just signed, TNA just signed RVD to a long, like a, a legitimate deal. That's crazy. <clears throat> and I feel like that stuff overpowers the one or two good matches they'll have every three months. And mm. it's just unwatchable. All right. Fair enough. I think you've convinced me <laughs> to not watch. Yeah, I think TNA is just like, I think it's just over. And I mean, no one ever like denies that like they have like the greatest, not the greatest, but they have great talent. There. They have a lot of people that go there all the time. And like the, the one thing I'll say is that um, I mean, I definitely respect the people who constantly go back to TNA and like they have some people just have a certain respect for TNA and they just go back to them for some reason. Right. I think it's just you like know? an old school mentality of like, right. Maybe like, some guys, they this. feel like TNA either lifted their career or they feel like they can be the ones to revive TNA. Right. Which is like, which is true for some people like TNA has actually raised up a lot of people like, Maybe like EC3, even though he's not doing shit right now, like he made a great name for himself there. Uh, I mean, you can say maybe Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre, made a name for himself there. Even more, Moose, uh, Brian Cage has always been big, but you know he's doing better now. You know, you can say all these names. You know, they're great, great talent, but like you just, you just hear the name TNA, and you just hear all the issues that they go through. Right. And, and they even try to rebrand and now they're just impact, but it's still like we know Well yeah, that even it's TNA. Right. You, yeah. you still think it's We're still, still calling still it TNA. TNA. Right. Right. They would like, literally have to like go out of business and then somebody low key under the table start TNA again. I mean, I think that that's basically what Jeff Jarrett was trying to do after he sold TNA. After he completely got out of TNA. Mm-hmm. He basically tried to revamp TNA because it is his creation. Yeah. And then that failed. Right. I think it's just like, there's no point anymore. Like, it's just like, you just think of the company itself and it just has so much bad history. And like, they have their moments, you know, they have their, their little moments where they have things that are like controversial. Like, like how you mentioned Sam Callahan. I remember he like, beat someone's head with a baseball bat or something like that and and then they had like uh jeff and matt a couple years back when the like the whole uh deletion thing was super big probably the biggest thing in wrestling at that time yeah but i feel like and, even with that like that was really right. big but it was big because it was like meme you know everybody wanted to meme it like it right. wasn't good because people were like, "Oh my god, a work of art so beautiful." Oh my god. It was like it was this funny. is ridiculous. Just... Let's fucking make fun of it but end up kind of liking it in the process. Like but other than that, I don't think lately TNA has had anything 
that people can go, oh, that was good because it was just good. I, I don't know. Right. It's just it's just so weird. That's crazy. It's, it, um, I, I, at least for me, I have no interest for TNA anymore. And like, I don't think I ever had that much interest in even like Ring of Honor because, you know, they have all their talent there. And I guess maybe that's why AEW is like super, you know, like trendy right now, I guess you can say, because you want to see what they can bring to the table. And that's why I can understand when you say like you don't want to watch any other shows that are coming up. Because I think when their first show comes on on, on TNT, of all places, you kind of think like, what are they going to do that's going to be different? From- yeah, I think that's where you're really going to get a feel for what they're going to bring to the table and what right. kind of quality show they're going to put on right, on yeah, a weekly yeah. basis. That's when you're going to start to realize it because, I mean, what, one show every month or every other month is not going to – it's not a good example of what kind of product they're going to give, you know. It's right. it's very similar to, like, what I said last time. Like, we tune into New Japan once every month maybe, once every two months when they have their big shows. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's people that watch New Japan – on a weekly basis and they're kind of desensitized to it. It's not what the way we see it, where we're like worshiping this amazing wrestling, like, don't get me wrong. It's most likely it's still good on a week to week basis. Right. But when you're watching something on a week to week basis, it's just kind of normal to you. Yeah. Or you get a different uh, view on it. Yeah. Makes sense. So that's, that's what I'm, trying to say about AEW I'd re- I want to see how it stands on a week to week basis and how it holds up to the hype But yeah so mm-hmm. before we move oh. on to um Raw and SmackDown and then into Extreme Rules um if you live in California you felt it <laughs> and if you didn't live in California you probably heard about it those some br- pretty big earthquakes, and you're probably wondering why I'm bringing this up, and it's because I have a wrestling-related story to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Alvin, did you feel the earthquakes? I felt I felt it the second time. Felt the... The, the four in the Friday. morning second no, no, time? No, 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 or no, no, no. The, the... The next day after. Okay. The, um, yeah. I mean, the big one. So, a, lo- a lot of people are talking about there was only two earthquakes. Right. Me... Fortunately, I got to feel more than just Fortunately two. Fortunately or unfortunately? Both. <laughs> Fortunately, because now I get to tell the story. Right. All right. So a lot of people don't know that there was an earthquake at four in the morning on Friday. Right. In between the two big earthquakes. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of like a small one that not a lot of people felt or even knew about. Four in the morning, I'm sleeping and this earthquake happens. I wake up to it. But strange enough... While I'm sleeping, I'm having a dream. All right, let me paint the picture for you. I'm in a wrestling ring in my dream, and there's a staircase near the dream. All right, this is the first time I'm getting into details of this dream. All right, so you're hearing it for the right, first time. You gave me like just the outline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the ring, and there's a staircase, and Bray Wyatt comes down the staircase, but he's not walking like a normal human. He's doing his backwards crawl thing down the staircase. 
Jesus. Most people would see that and wake up already. Okay? That's not me. Right. Not, not me. You. <laughs> because I am a wrestling fan, and this is completely normal that there's an exorcist coming towards me. or right. Some type of horror film type of thing. All right? Comes down, and I'm like, oh, what's up, Bray Wyatt? How's it going? He's like, we're going to practice back bumps today. And I was like, okay, cool. Normal. I expected that. Okay. You 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 knew that you were in there to practice back bumps. Yeah. In your dream, you knew that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So he's like, go for it. I take the bump, and in my dream, I'm like, oh, that didn't hurt as bad as everybody says it does. Because, of course, in your dream, you don't really feel pain. Right. Right? But I started to notice that the ring was still shaking. <laughs> okay? So the ring is shaking, and I'm like, okay, why... They need to tighten the ring up a bit. <laughs> the ropes should not still be shaking. I wake up and I'm in the middle of an earthquake. <laughs> so yeah, that's my wrestling related what a story to the earthquake. Yeah. That's really good. Um, and I didn't think about this the first time you told me, but now that I'm thinking of it, I'm pretty sure you've told me once before that you had a dream you were training with Bray Wyatt. Uh, I don't remember. I'm almost certain you've told me before. I think you just have like a personal connection to Bray Wyatt. Yeah, you might. Interesting. What if he's talking to you in his promos? <laughs> oh, he's just trying to let me in. Right. Or no, he wants to be let in. Yeah. I see. I see you on TV soon. Right. Hopefully. I'll tell you who's not connected to Bray Wyatt. Who? Alistair Black. Okay. Cause, um, so he wasn't talking to him in his promos though. No. And that was a good segue. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's very like disappointment. All the way. <laughs> very disappointment. Very disappointment. Uh, a big disappointment, I mean, uh, because everybody was trying to say that they were connected. Then I was reading a lot about people saying it was going to be Randy Orton talking to Alistair. And that made me very upset. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then on SmackDown, it was revealed it was actually Cesaro. Why? How did. How? Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Oh, he just knocked on his door and he said, you know, it's me. He ding dong pitched five times <laughs> and then finally was like, well, it was me. Yeah, because the, the two promos, the ones from Bray and then the ones from Alistair, they seemed so connected. Right. It just made sense. They could have had Alistair talking about anyone and then realized that and then switched it. And it yeah. would have worked. Yeah, they could have. They dropped the ball. Right. Um, I just, um, though, I feel like, though, they were just, he was just having really good promos. And we somehow connected them. And, well, no. Yes, but he was just having really good promos. And then the writing staff was like, well, who is he talking about? And they're like, uh, I don't know. How about Cesaro? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it was probably just one of those things that weren't really thought out. Probably not. Right. I'm kind of glad it wasn't Bray because um, we would have to see one of them lose. And I mean, I guess you can drag it out to multiple matches, but um, just for both, it's kind of like they're both debuting, I guess, in a way. I guess, like, kind of WWE wants us to forget, like, he teamed up with Ricochet and all that, but like, this is kind of like if if it were to happen, it would have been like they're both of them debuting in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you'd I see this new lost. this new um 
kind of like darker Bray Wyatt because he's doing the whole mask thing. And then we get to see Alistair solo for the first time. Um, Kind of. Right. Yeah. On the main roster. Yeah. So. And then having to see one of them lose kind of takes away from these new introductions of their characters. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I think guess, it could have worked. I guess they could have. They could still like be like. Actually, it wasn't Cesaro. It was me all along. And then, you know. Yeah. They, they, they could still do it, but I don't know if they are going to do it. Yeah, like probably like after the match, the lights go out and then Bray's just in the ring. Something right. weird. I don't, know, I, like mean, maybe, I, I don't know. I hope it doesn't happen. In my opinion. But, you know. Yeah. Um. Could be interesting. Uh, if so we are we, even are we see... just talking about SmackDown? Oh, we're just gonna jump around. To be honest, <laughs> just okay. jump around. Um, I mean, is there anything specific you want to talk about? Um, not really. There wasn't that much, other than on SmackDown was just uh, Kevin Owens. I think uh, I know you didn't watch at all, but <laughs> well, I watched. I... Just all right, so I didn't watch. I mean, you watched everything with Kevin Owens, yeah. I watched everything Kevin Owens related on SmackDown. Uh -huh. Um, on Raw, I watched the maybe first hour of Raw, so I watched the opening and then I watched uh the Usos match, and then that was it, right? Um, I think SmackDown this week was actually super solid. Um, I think it was better than Raw. In my opinion. Okay. Other than the Nikki Cross stuff with Bailey, I actually don't care about that. There's something but. weird to me that I mean they they they're using Alexa in these storylines, but there's obviously something going on to the point where she gets basically pulled out of every storyline. And yeah. she's used at the bare minimum. It almost seems like she's not fully cleared yet. Right. Like, off her injuries. Right. I feel like they really need to focus on... She could be pregnant. Uh, I mean... What? She's no more How? How? They need to focus on getting her actually at 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, take her... Because, I mean, all right, she's not... It's not like she's an important role in any of the storylines she's doing right now, especially if they keep pulling her away. Right. Like, it's kind of like making everything. It's going to get to the point where she's kind of meaningless to anything she does. Right. Um, And instead, what they could do is just give her the full time off, get her to 100%. And then when she comes back, she gets the big pop. And then she gets her moment and gets put in that where she was, where she left off. And she was one of the top women in the division. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, because she's, like, returned, like, four or five times already. Yeah. And then she does maybe a month's worth of work, and then she's gone again. But they still try to keep her around somehow. Right. It's so and weird. It's, like, she does it's like just a mess. Moment of bliss segments all over the place all the time. Right. I feel like they, yeah. they need to remove – if she's still injured right now. Because, yeah. I mean, we don't know. But if she's still injured right now or she's dealing with an injury and that's why she's – away from this entire storyline 
and basically leaning on Nikki Cross as a crutch for this storyline. They yeah. need to completely remove her. No moment of blisses, no anything. Let her actually fucking heal. Yeah. And then give it a lot of time and then, you know, put her back in the picture. Right. This situation is just weird too cuz she's she's also technically a raw superstar and they could have like easily used someone else. And now they have this whole story with Nikki Cross and Alexa. She's not even there most of the time. Right. So and I mean, like, who knows if she'll even have a lot of time in the match because it's now a handicap match. Yeah. So they could very well keep her on the apron and have Nikki Cross, you know. Which I could see doing, match. like, yeah. being the case. Right. Not even on the apron. She could be on the outside the yeah. whole match. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and then Nikki Cross wins for the both of them. Jeez. I guess. Which I don't know. I mean, I hope. I feel like Bailey's probably gonna retain. We're probably gonna we're gonna talk about that later. But, um, I mean, from what it seems, it doesn't seem like. I don't know, like what the direction is for this whole storyline, and it's just, I don't. See, it seems like nobody really cares. I don't know if you guys do, but, you know, the reactions that they get is like barely there you know what i mean it's just it's it's just really sad to just watch right speaking of reactions this week what otis got the biggest not the biggest reaction but i think the biggest increase of reaction of any superstar they're really feeling him this week (laughs) they're really feeling him and i was too and he got the win and yeah, I was I surprised when he that. got the win too. And I mean, I love Otis as well. I think I wasn't too I wasn't even too keen on heavy machinery even back in like NXT. Right. Like, I was kind of like whatever with them. But now they're like even even Tucker. I think Tucker is like uh I think their match at whatever the pay per view that we just had <laughs> uh whatever it was called. What was it? Uh Stomping, Stomping Ground. Ground. Stomping Ground. Almost right. like round zero. <laughs> right i thought that match was actually like super fun even with tucker like i think both of them otis and tucker i think they've just been like really stepping up the game lately and like it's it's showing too and everyone's like recognizing it too yeah like, i think even and it's interesting too because i felt like they they were more like of a joke tag team like not a joke but like gimmicky kind of right and that's not the case anymore. I feel like they. Yeah. I mean, they, they are still like entertaining. And yeah, funny. yeah. And not only that, like they're really good athletically. Like they're good wrestlers. Right. Right. So that, there's a balance to them now, like, or not now. I think they've always been just. I think the the gimmicky, like entertaining joke side of them, kind of outweighed and like outshined the fact that they could actually go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so let's talk about the Kevin Owens stuff a little bit. All right. Oh, please. Is it just me or are they doing, um, Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon all over again? Um, there's definitely uh hints of it. I mean, the obvious one. Right. Being there's the definitely stunner. shade. Right. Um, even uh, even Stone Cold, I don't know if you guys saw, but he tweeted out about 
like with the picture of uh, Owen stunning Shane, I think he said like, "Arrive, stun your boss, leave." And I think Kevin Owens retweeted it, so that's how I saw. Yeah. So I mean, even Stone Cold's probably seeing all of this like himself, and like the reaction that Owens is like getting as well. I think it's gonna just like go up. I mean, it was already big this week too. So I thought all of uh, what they did this week. With yeah, Kevin I think Owens. I really like, and I really like the promo he cut when he came back into the arena or, um, at the beginning of SmackDown. Um, him kind of explaining like, oh, a few months ago the McMahons came in and said that they were going to give the fans what they want, but they haven't really even done that. All they've done, all all he's seen is Shane McMahon kind of putting himself in the spotlight and calling himself the best in the world and all this. Um, which is true. Like he got the big reaction out of it because, um, it's the truth. Right. Uh, and I'm not a WWE ass kisser here. All right. You are, but I feel like people have to recognize that and recognize that promo as for a couple weeks. Now the WWE fans have been saying this. Yeah. And they need to recognize Kevin Owens' promo as WWE themselves hearing them. Yeah. And saying, here, we we hear you, and we're going to do something about it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think to begin with, it was a bad idea for them to have come out and said all that. Oh, for sure. Except for the idea that if you do the complete opposite of that, and then, and I mean, like, on purpose doing the opposite of that, mm-hmm. like giving the fans what they want so that then you use someone like Kevin Owens to point it out and get the big pop out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. yeah you yeah. use it to your advantage. Right. And I think that's probably what they've done. Like, all right, let's tell them we're going to give them everything they want, not do it. Or they suddenly did it, like they did it. Um, for Mania, like ev- like kind of what everybody wanted happened at Mania, right? Yeah. Um, and then everything kind of felt like it was like falling apart again, just so that now they could just re like flip it again, and, like start giving us what we want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we can't just have everything that we want given to us and then be like, oh, it get it get kind of boring after a while, right? It would. It's like. We should be getting paid for writing the show at that point. <laughs> yeah. But right, is it yeah, worth yeah. it to have like months of constant bad shows and like losing even viewership and going down to ratings? Well, I mean, I think, like, all right, I've said this almost every week. Ratings does not matter. Okay. At this point in, in the world, in life, ratings doesn't matter because they are still number one. No matter, they can have. 800,000 people watching next Monday, they'll probably still be number one in television. That's just the truth about it. Because if somehow Raw is only getting 800,000, every other show has to be getting less. Period. Yeah, not only that, I think... It's it's just the culture of cable being dead. Yeah, yeah, that... that, What you just said, basically. Also, ratings aren't counting people that have Hulu subscriptions and are watching it the next day right. without or people who commercials who have DVR because it's that's a that seems like a better way to watch it right 
is watching it back and you could fast forward through stuff that you don't want to see. Right. So that's not being counted in ratings. Um, but I think even like, I don't think there's been bad shows recently. Like I can't think of like a pay-per-view other than, um, the Saudi ones that were bad. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we've been like kind of on a slow go like a slope that's going up as far as like quality. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of fans that over-exaggerate the quality of the show. Yeah. I think a lot of people confuse, I think a lot of people confuse a good show for, um, what do I want? What? Yeah. What, what they want. Right. A lot of people aren't thinking too much about this is a storyline that's going like it's it's being dragged out. And you have to kind of tune in and see where the story is going. A lot of people see things in the moment and are like, oh, that was dumb because the bad guys like the authority or because at the moment right now, Shane and McIntyre and all them like they're kind of the people nobody likes because they're these coward guys that run in a group of four right but so that's exactly when they, what they're supposed yeah, to be yeah when they get the upper hand people are like oh that was dumb you know what i'm saying and the little bit of the main event that i saw on smackdown it was a good it seemed like it was a good match i saw like the ending of it and it was like good they i don't think they could have done anything better Uh yeah, I mean I I agree. I think it's just a matter of uh people nowadays just want it now and I think when you deliver that and I think honestly I think there's people in the indies like like the young bucks and Cody and Kenny and and people like that that have ruined that and they give us everything now. To the point where when something is dragged out for storytelling purpose, nobody cares about it. Because it, it 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 amazes me when I go on Twitter and people are talking shit about how, they, how much they hate Baron Corbin and they don't realize they're being worked. Like, they think they hate Baron Corbin because they hate him, but it's because he's doing a good job every week and they're doing a good job every week of telling the story about this heel that you're not supposed to like in the first place. Yeah. But they don't want that. They'd rather be cheering the heel and the baby face. But what's the point in that? Yeah, that's true. Do we still have you on the line, Alvin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Raw. Okay. Oh, what about it? I want to talk about the opening, the or the you know the first match. Um, we had Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins against Andrade and um, Zelina Vega. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was good, but I think they dropped the ball on introducing intergender wrestling. Like, if there wasn't, this was the. There's no better moment than for them to have introduced it there. Um, um, I agree because it was a mixed elimination match. Yeah. And that doesn't make sense when 
the males can only fight the males and the females can only fight the females. That doesn't make sense. Then it's just right. two separate matches. So yeah. if like uh, if Andrade gets eliminated, that basically means Seth is eliminated as well. Yes. Right, because he can't re- he can't fight Zelina Vega. Yeah. Right. So I think and, you're right. And not only that, the storyline kind of like I think they could have used it like everything was painted out as there was a chance that intergender wrestling was about to happen because of that. Like you still had Becky on, on the um, apron. She was still like waiting there. Like if she was going to get tagged in, which she couldn't. Right. Um, You had the moment where Andrade runs into Becky, which could have been like more of a reason for, you know, Seth is distracted now because he's worried about Becky. Andrade gets the pin. Oh, wait. Becky Lynch isn't eliminated yet. Right. Intergender wrestling. Boom. Yeah. yeah but not only do they drop the ball there, they even paint a picture of this is going to be impossible because they make it seem like Becky Lynch can't beat up um, Baron Corbin. Because when she gives the forearms to him, he doesn't sell. Right. So now yeah. everything that you've made the women's division look like, which was supposed to be there's this women's revolution and they're just as good as the men and that the women's division is equal to the men. It's not true because Becky Lynch just hit Baron Corbin with forearms and he didn't even sell. He just stood there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little awkward. You could have had him sell at least a little bit like you didn't have to take a full back bump, but him like stumble a bit backwards and like trying to defend himself and then have um whatever her name is what's her name Lacey Evans Lacey Evans come in and hit her with the woman's right which was a beautiful woman's right that thing knocked her in the face yeah um I I agree but I mean they're just I mean let's be honest WWE's just scared to do intergender wrestling and I think if they ever do it it's a long way away Hmm. Alvin, do you think we're we're that far from intergender wrestling in the WWE? I thought we were getting closer, but apparently not. After what happened at the Hua Rumble this year, um, I think I, I think that was my favorite moment ever. When not ever, but I mean of the the show when uh, Nia Jax got like completely destroyed by Ziggler, Ray, and Randy. I think. I thought after that, I thought I was like, oh, shit, it's time, you know, it's go time. Yeah, and right. Like, because- I feel like, though, the WWE saw Nia Jax as, like, a safety net for anything of the likes of intergender wrestling because she is not this, like, dainty little tiny woman's wrestler. Like, she's right. built. It's not she's like huge. Alexa Bliss. She's She towers over some of the guys on the roster. So. Yeah. It's not right. It's not like it's Alexa Bliss or even Becky Lynch, who is significantly smaller than Baron Corbin or Andrade. So I feel yeah. like that was such a safety net, and they felt like they could get away with it without any complaints. And they yeah, did. but all right. So but the thing is, intergender wrestling. When I say intergender wrestling, I'm not saying put up right. Right. You have right, to do right, it right. right. Yeah. You know, of course, you don't of do it in a way where you have. Lars Sullivan and Alexa Bliss in the <laughs> ring together. Right. Like, you got to book it right. You know, like, right. I think that's a big piece of what they don't see. 
Like you could do this the right way. Yeah. I don't know. They, I think they definitely dropped the ball. Not only that, I think. All right, so it's crazy because I really liked the match, but I think they with Becky and Zelina's part of the match. I think they didn't let Zelina shine enough. I know she's a better wrestler than what they've let her show. Yeah. Like she hasn't had opportunity to show that. Yeah, I agree. And just to bounce off that, Andrade should be amongst the elite superstars of the WWE, but he hasn't had a win significant enough in, like, who knows how long. Maybe the last time he's got a win that really mattered was against Rey Mysterio. Right. I mean, he just has to go on Twitter, or somebody has to put out a report about him telling people not to come to the WWE, and maybe they'll push him again. Because it seemed like when he did that, and there were there were reports of him complaining backstage. It seemed like they were on track to start building him, and now it's kind of just dead. Maybe the, here's the theory: they they forced Charlotte to get with him to distract him from wanting to be in a in the title picture. Boom, right there. Well, I'm not saying he has to be in the title picture. He's he's been put against some of the top competitors, mm-hmm. right? Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, um. Legends like Rey Mysterio. Um, I think what I said with the whole intergender wrestling thing happening, they could have even flipped it. They could have had the first um, elimination be Seth Rollins. Because I feel like that would have made even a better story for Extreme Rules. Right. Like the Universal Champion lost to Andrade. Like what could happen at Extreme Rules when he... When he's up against Baron, yeah, I mean, they, I, I don't know. They had a lot of ways to paint it, and yeah, they did it weird. I don't know. It is what it is, because we're already here at Extreme Rules coming up. So there's nothing more they can do. Yeah. True. Um. Anything you guys want to talk about on Raw, other than? Or if you guys have yeah. any more input on that. Just one thing, and it might be small, but um, I know it just kind of started with the whole co- no wrestling during the commercial breaks thing. Yeah. And, like, for me, I think it's been kind of annoying because I think almost every week on either show they've had at least one two out of three falls match and to me i always like watching two out of three falls match like when it came before but now they're doing it like every week and now i'm just kind of like starting to like dislike it i mean you can say good things about it too like they brought back the beat the clock challenge for a little bit i mean i know they do that like every now and then but i don't know how long they're gonna have to go to do this and then, you know, like, you can only think of so many ways to, like, keep making excuses not to wrestle on commercial, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I actually feel like, there. I mean, I don't like this at all, but I think there's, like, a positive in it that I feel like we're getting more wrestling every week. Yeah. Than we used to. I mean, and obviously because they're not 
wrestling during the commercials, so they're saving that for being on TV. But I feel like because of it, there's there's somehow there's more wrestling and less backstage segment action going on. Yeah, and I like that, but I just don't like. I agree, I don't like two out of three falls like for every match or elimination for every match. That was another reason why the opening match yeah, was yeah, elimination yeah. because of the whole commercial break. Yeah, thing, exactly. But, um, I agree with both of you on some of, uh, on a little bit of everything you guys said. I like the, all right. So I like the, uh, two out of three fall matches just because it kind of feels like old school wrestling. Like they used to do that a lot. I don't like that. It's so predictable though. Right. Yeah. I think they need to like the um the Usos against um right, the, the Revival Usos and Miz versus Revival. Yeah, and yeah, Elias, yeah, yeah. They could have easily gave him both falls right away. Like, there's no reason for them have to. You know, it has to go all three falls. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Usos could have got the first one, commercial break, and then the second one. But they got they lost the first one, second one, and then. Well, they lost the first one, commercial break. They wrestle a little bit, second fall. And then, yeah. like, a minute later, they get the third fall. Yeah, exactly. Right. They could have easily just gotten the two falls back-to-back, and it wouldn't have made a difference. Right. Um. So I think that's one thing they need to do. Like, it's too predictable with two out of three falls if you stay on that same, that same formula or that same whatever. Um. And like you said, I feel like we are getting more wrestling out of it. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Right. I agree with the two out of three falls uh, predictability thing. And it's not even just like nowadays. I think it's always been going on over the past years. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I think it's always been a problem where it's just so predictable. Yeah. I can't and remember I can, a I can time. Count, yeah. I can't right, remember like a time when matches, someone like, got two falls back to back. Right. Right. I can only think like of one match and that was like years ago it was like Ziggler versus Cesaro. Like like I don't know if anyone's gonna really remember that. Was it on you main know? event on June twelfth? <laughs> no, it was uh, on it was on a pay per view. Two thousand and twelve. It was Night of Champions Jesus Christ. Um twenty fifteen? Wow. <laughs> I don't know how I remember that. Maybe because I was so surprised. Maybe because I was so surprised when Cesaro didn't get one fall at all. Man. Um, well, you, let me let me ask you a question. Do you have a notepad and a pen when you watch wrestling? No. Okay. okay. He's not he's not Dave Meltzer class. I okay. just have <laughs> you just have memory, incredible like memory of matches. Are because are you I, one of those people that um all right, so like for me, if I were to watch a match, I can't remember the match. Like, what? Like, I don't remember the match well. Like, I couldn't tell you the spots all the right. way through. You could remember that it was that it was a good match and you liked the match, but you can't remember yeah. how it went. I couldn't tell you like, oh, this like you know they went into a collar elbow lockup and then this and this and this and this happened. Like, I can't tell you like unless like something specific like. Maybe the fucking ring broke or something. Yeah, like or like on on SmackDown, Roman Reigns dived over the top rope and it was sick. And then right. and then the spear happened and then the match ended. Like that, that's all I could tell you from that match. 
Not not just because that's all I saw from the actual match, but just stuff an like example, that. Right? Yeah. Are you one of those people that you could tell more, like you could remember more of the match? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I think I was going to mention even like this week on SmackDown. I, it's only like uh, big spots though, like uh, like really impressive spots that like made me go like, holy shit. Like when uh, Otis got, who is it, Daniel and who's he? Xavier, yeah, he, he got both of them up for a suplex, like a vertical suplex yeah. for like five seconds and held them up at the same time. Like, that's super cool. Like, that's the, probably the only thing I remember from that match. Okay, yeah, so that I'm kind of like the same, like spots like that. Right. Meanwhile, so, I could tell you step by step how Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero at WrestleMania 21 went. Yeah. Right. Because that's <laughs> your, just that match. That, that's because that's we had it on DVD ever, and you that's watched the only it wrestling every match single I would ever day. Watch. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's just kind of like, <laughs> if, if you have like a favorite match and you yeah. watch it time to time, like I could probably remember, like, I don't know, Pete Dunn versus uh, Tyler Bate at Chicago. Like, because I love that match. Yeah, I can't Not do that with any match. Chicago. I can't do that with any match ever. Ever. Jeez. Ever. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. WWE doesn't. But have I mean, that, that's almost better because then you go back and rewatch the match, and it's like you're watching it. Well, for yeah, the first like time. like like when we watched Ultimo Lucha, and right, I was actually there, and I right. think when I watched it back, I was like, still like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened, and you were like, yeah, yeah. dude, we were there. What are you talking about? Like, why are you so amazed? Yeah, I think I have a better memory when I'm watching something. Live? live oh no so, like mine's even worse underground my stuff is better if i watched it live in person my memory is even worse because nah, there's just know. so much going on. i remember what the crowd was chanting more than what was going on right in the I ring mean, no I, I just feel like i remember it more when i'm there live than watching oh, like yeah, when sexy same. star won the title i don't remember that match at all what was the um, all i remember was, was her going up to the top of the cage and raising the title well that wasn't the match she won it oh really <laughs> you see there we go she won it in an aztec warfare and then they had the cage match her against uh same night mundo same night oh you see there we go uh i right. got it all because she lost it in the cage match all right no actually oh. it was not the same night those are two different times we went oh anyways well all right let's get into extreme rules card and our predictions um because we are coming up on um 50, 50 minutes. 50 minutes. All right. So. Um, the Revival is defending the Raw Tag Team titles against Jimmy and Jay Uso. Um, man. The Revival. Yeah, I got the Revival on this. Oh, I got the Usos. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's you not my, win that's not my preference. That's just my... Well, yeah. I mean, we all know they hate the... the you know, WWE hates the Revival. They we do. all know you the know Revival that? refuses to sign a contract. <laughs> Or the revival complaints. I, I wouldn't be surprised. So you're, I would say you're right. Uh, and then we got Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. I, I will say I, that this is one of the matches that I'm most excited for. Really? Yeah. Really? I think just, just from based on what happened last. Do you week. think this match will be better or worse than their arm wrestling match? <laughs> Didn't watch it. I I thought that was gonna be a legitimate question for a second. Um, I thought you were talking about your like their latest match, and you said that, and I was like, oh. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Braun Strowman. Okay, 
Uh, I think it's gonna be a no contest. They're both gonna oh, again? die. They're just they're gonna, gonna fall off a bridge or yeah. something. Oh yeah, they're gonna no, they're gonna die. They're actually gonna be dead. Okay, I don't. They're actually going to die. Alvin, who do you have? Um, I I didn't even know this match was happening. I didn't even know the stipulation. So <laughs> he didn't even know Extreme Rules was oh, this weekend. Even, <laughs> what is even an Extreme Rules match? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll go with Braun, I guess. I'll say if I... Braun arrives in an ambulance, he will win. <laughs> but if he doesn't, then nice. he's he's then no contest. Okay. Um, Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Um, I think obviously you have to put Black over, but I mean, I saw people on Twitter, and then they were like. Oh my god, this match is gonna steal the steal the show, and you know. But like, I don't know. I I think I'm just so used to like WWE ruining all my dream matches. I think it started with Styles and Nakamura, and then even like Balor and Styles was like it was good. But like, you know, they they could always do way more. You know, it kind of just depends. Well, I mean, um, it, uh, yeah, every, you can always do more, but. It, it kind of depends if can't put the horse WWE before, or signs can't put the carriage them. Before the no, right, it kind of it right. depends That's if WWE signs them in their prime or not. That's like, we've kind oh, of yeah. gotten all these big names um, kind of more towards the end of their career. Like, Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. So I think that's one thing I always think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Black's going to win it. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Alistair Black. All right, um, Drew Gulak defending the Cruiserweight title against Tony Nese. Who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, I think Gulak will retain it. I think Tony Nese. I think um, he's what? obviously heavier. That's so. true. I think he has more power than Drew Gulak. I don't even think he's 205. <laughs> he is, surprisingly. Definitely. He probably is not. I don't believe it. He looks like he eats raw chicken. That's disgusting. On the daily, because it has more protein. What, what makes you even think that? Like, just looking at him. Like, <laughs> you know? More protein. He's huge. Like, you you see him on the street, and I don't know how your mind goes to, man. Uh, that guy eats raw chicken. Oh, man. All right, Alvin, who you got? Um, I definitely got Drew Gulak winning this match. I think it's going to be probably another sleeper match. Is that yeah. on the pre-show or is that actually? Uh, nothing it's, here is telling me what's pre-show, but it probably will be on It's probably going to be, yeah. The 205 Live pre-show presented to you I'm by I'm going to say Snickers. that the Cruiserweight match is going to be on the pre-show and then maybe the Raw Tag Team Championships. One of the Tag Team Championships. Yeah, probably. Uh, no, I would, of, I would say the Raw. Speaking of Tag Team Championships, uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, the Earth's champions, are defending against uh, the new day and heavy machinery. Uh, I think the champions will retain. Okay. I agree. I mean, it'd be cool if uh, heavy machinery won, but I don't think it's the time yet. Um, I'm gonna say it is the time, and I think heavy machinery is gonna get it. I, yeah. but I think they're gonna pin the new day. No, I actually think they're going to pin the champions. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
It would be cool, though, if the New Day did win and all three members are holding a title. That would be cool. But I don't think there's enough, like, hype around it for them to, like, even want to do it. Like, I think when people start talking about that, then they'll make that happen. Yeah, probably. Um, Ricochet is defending the U.S. title against the new AJ Styles. <laughs> um, <laughs> I you mean the real AJ Styles? Talking, talking about. Oh yeah, the real AJ Styles. My bad. Stealing the show. I think this is be the this will be the one that steals the show. Okay. Um. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't see why AJ Styles would need the U.S. title. So Ricochet probably to proceed. Uh, I disagree. I think AJ Styles is gonna win, really, with the help of the club. Hmm. Yeah. So you think we're gonna get a a dusty finish? That you don't know what a dusty finish is because oh. you always use it in the wrong way. A schmoz. Yes, a schmoz. That's what I meant. Yeah. I'm going to say Ricochet retains, but they're probably going to have another match at was it SummerSlam? Oh God. That's next. Man. This year is moving. This year is moving fast. <laughs> Soon, it's one minute, it's SummerSlam. Next is New Year's Revolution or Resolution, whatever the show's Jeez. called. December to Dismember. Right. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the and then they have Finn come with them, and then they both have the titles. Well, and right. it's kind Calm of like down, a wrestling Ooh. Twitter. <laughs> <man>. uh, <laughs> Bailey defends her SmackDown Women's oh, Championship God. in a handicap match against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Bailey, Sasha Banks comes back to help her. And, Ooh, yeah. wow, right. that's a bold call. All right, I I would agree. Bailey wins. Sasha comes back, but she turns on Bailey and oh. they face that SummerSlam. I, like I would it. say Bailey. She helps her, but because she wants to face Bailey. Yeah, she Slam. wants to face Bailey. Yeah. Right? Wow. I'd say Bailey returns, and uh, I don't know who Sasha Banks is. Um, <laughs> Mercedes. <laughs> Mercedes. Oh, is, Summer Slam, is SummerSlam in the Alexa and Nikki Cross at SummerSlam? No, oh. it's not. <laughs> Wait, what? Alexa Bliss, what? They, they could probably set up if they will. They're probably, maybe they're going to do it. Alexa and Nikki. Ooh. I, I don't yeah, know if I they're gonna see do that, that happening. I was gonna say that um, while we, when we were talking about all that other yeah, injury it's, stuff, it's double po- program right there. Yep. All right. Uh, no hold barred tag team match. Uh, Shano and Drew versus uh, Taker and Roman. I mean, Taker uh, and Roman. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. They did Taker dirty last time. They have to redeem themselves. And I think um, we're gonna see some cool tag team action from Roman. And do we Taker. see? Do we see Owens come in this match? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. What we do see is double dive from Taker and oh! Roman. I'm calling, <laughs> it, right I'm calling it right now. I hope I'm not. Now. I really I hope, hope so. Not. I hope so. That would be I, sick, dude. I cringe every time The Undertaker's in the ring. So I don't uh, want to see him do a Come dive. on. You're a liar. Sick. You and every wrestling fan, including myself, are lying when they say that they... <laughs> all the build-up, during the build-up, of course, we're all like, oh, oh we don't do want to see this guy to see Undertaker But again, without a doubt... Break his hip and die of a heart attack in the Jesus ring? Jesus Christ. Without a doubt, every wrestling fan, during the moments he is in the ring, except for this Goldberg match, they're like, hell yeah, The Undertaker. 
No, don't don't yeah, get me wrong. In a JR voice, I, yeah. Why not? I love seeing him. If he could just come out, like do his entrance, and then walk back out, or walk, you know, walk back. Brother, that's thirty I'd minutes. Cool you want that. him to walk back? <laughs> that's thirty minutes of the show there. Well, exactly. no, because we like now they haven't been showing wrestlers walking back. You know, the next person's on their way out as right. the, you know the match ends and people are walking back. So. Right. Um. Yeah, so we're all in agreements there. Uh, Kofi Kingston's defending the WWE title against Senior Joe Smojo. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm ready to make my boldest prediction in saying that Samojo wins it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nah, dude. You know what? I agree. But no. I don't know though because I don't know if they want him to win at SummerSlam. But. I don't know if, you know, we'll see. I want, I, I could see Joe. Kofi. Uh, I think Kofi Kingston is the person that will hold the title longer than CM Punk and nobody will complain about it. And that's going to happen. I thought you were going to say Bruno San Martino. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. Nobody, I was going to say mean, Jesus. No. Maybe. I don't think Joe needs this win, though, to be honest. Because, I mean, he, I mean, he's just, he's super, I think he's the best one on the microphone right now, like, out of the whole company. Yeah. And it's just kind of weird when you, like, have him say all this stuff and then just for him to lose all the time. Yeah. Not only that, like, he's been, he's had the opportunities against so many of, it's the same thing, like, what I was saying with Andrade earlier. He's had matches with the elite of the company and hasn't really proven anything. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't see any reason for them to have, you know, shifted him from the U.S. title picture to the WWE title picture if they weren't going to give him the title. So I think he's going to win it. Um, I, I think he was never supposed to win the U.S. title picture. The only reason that happened was because of Ray getting injured he had the title before that yeah no no not in the ray situation did he yes who do you think ray mysterio beat for the championship yeah that's (laughs) what i mean all right so he was never supposed to get it back from ray i think oh yeah no right yeah there's they're definitely gonna jump him right back into this yeah yeah right into this they only but i'm saying even before that him losing the title there was no reason for him to have lost the title and then move to the WWE title picture if he's not going to win this title. This is my thought. Maybe, maybe not. Um, And then we've got uh, Seth Rollins, Universal Champion, and Becky Lynch, Raw Women's Champion, uh, against Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, last chance, winner takes all, mixed tag team, extreme rules match for both titles. That's oh, I want to make a specific ending for this. That okay. I, I feel I like you I feel like you and I are going to have the exact same thoughts here. So here's what's going to happen. I mean, Seth and Becky are going to retain. Oh, obviously. never mind. <laughs> oh, really? You think Becky? I know, just keep going. Just keep going. I'll talk so about So I think they're going to retain, but they're going to do the, the double spots. So Seth and Becky, they're going to do a double stomp. Oh, God. At the same time. And then do a double disarm her slash him, and then get the win. Okay, yeah. that's disgusting. The um, most cheesy fucking win ever, and I can see them doing it. All right, I feel like they've been putting a lot of emphasis on 
what if Seth loses the title for you? What if Becky loses the title for you? I think that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to lose. Um, obviously, Lacey Evans is not going to beat the man because she's lost to her twice. So I think Baron's going to pin Seth, which I think makes sense. Whoa. I think makes sense. <laughs> They're gonna have a live what? sex celebration what the next say? night on Raw. No, um, I, th- I think it makes sense. I think Baron is capable of beating Seth, um, and then it puts Lacey with the title as well, which I think is amazing. Lacey is on the story to dodge Becky uh, and put Becky back on back on that chase. I think Becky is most entertaining when she's on the chase, uh, and this is how you do it. You're not serious, are you? I'm you really think that? <laughs> No, uh, this it's retained. But where, do, where does that set up Baron, though? You know, like where does that set up Seth? What do you mean? It, it sets up. I, I think it sets up Brock Lesnar cashing yeah, in. That's what I was gonna say. I think um, it sets up Brock cashing in. I didn't want to say it because I think it's obvious. Is, is he Once you get in? the title away from Seth, Brock's cashing in. No, I think the retain the retain is gonna happen so that Becky Lynch doesn't lose her title, but the cash in happens. Seth loses his title. Or maybe Brock cashes in on Becky. And you could still... uh, What? There you go. There's your intergender wrestling. No. You you sound like every fucking person (laughs) I've argued with on the internet about intergender wrestling. Oh, then that means Brock Lesnar could just beat up every woman he wants to. Oh, man. Yeah, that's true. No. (laughs) I'm just memeing here. (laughs) Retain. Becky keeps her title. Brock Lesnar comes in, cashes in, and you still get a storyline of Becky Lynch was the reason Seth Rollins lost his title. Ooh. Because he was distracted. What if Brock yeah. cashes in mid-match? How, how does that work? Is that become a triple threat match? Then it's... Uh, then Seth Paul Rollins Heyman and is Becky the new women's champion. Yeah, yeah I was going <laughs> to say that. Yeah, it's Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, Lacey Evans and Barrett Corman. Paul Heyman and Lesnar. Ooh, I don't think Heyman. Brock will cash in, in for the WWE Championship. Uh no. No, Not I don't think so. Not a chance. No. I think I think Not even with the, No chance. That's not what even you on just got. Going no to Fox chance in hell. No, that? even less that they're, no, no, they're going yeah. to Fox. I think the I think it would just be underwhelming if we got like a story out of that because then we'd have Kofi Kingston and um Kofi and Brock Lesnar kind of go into a storyline probably after that and I feel like that's not as satisfying as Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar right and I feel like Fox might actually want a champion on their show true uh yeah so that's the extreme But then Rules again card. oh well no I mean Brock Lesnar hasn't been on raw either so right um i don't know but extreme rules is this weekend you could catch it on the wwe well, we're Network. not whoa 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 we're not oh, we're sponsored. not done with, we're not done well, yeah we are oh. but we're not sponsored we're we don't not have to say that we're not but i love the company <laughs> hoping for a future job so Jesus. you can catch it on the wwe network and if you sign up now you will okay, get extreme rules and whatever pay-per-view is next for <laughs> free <laughs> all right calm down um so yeah Thanks for tuning in. Thank you to Alvin for joining us joining us on the podcast. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter, at New Age Rizzo. You can follow 
the co-host. Uh, what's your Twitter again? Walk with Gio on Twitter. Um, Alvin Alpha on Twitter, and yes, Foreign Object WP on Twitter. Let us know what your thoughts and um, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Funny how it's extreme rules, and we probably won't see anybody use a foreign object or a gimmicked chair. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and that's it. Peace out, deuces. <laughs>